Hello, everyone, and a very happy Tuesday to you here at the Save Podcast. Sorry we missed our Monday upload, but it has been a very busy weekend, and instead of just canceling the show for the whole week and uh, leaving you stranded, I thought it'd be better to post something on Tuesday than something next Monday. So buckle up, let's go. Hi there, I'm Kelsey. Here on the Save Podcast, I love chatting about the saving work of Jesus Christ and the good work that he wants to do in each and every one of our lives. If you stick around long enough, you'll learn that I, like all of us, am still getting to know Jesus better and better day by day. But I hope what I share on this podcast encourages you into a deeper relationship with him. So come on, let's explore our identity as Jesus's saved. All right, friends, here we go. Um, let's see, what's in the way for updates about the Saved Podcast? Um, our Instagram is up and running. Um, yeah, you can go and follow us and check us out there. Um, I haven't actually posted anything to it yet. Um, that's because I have one follower, and I think it was because they were just trying to be nice. Um, so anyway, as uh, we gain traction on that platform and um, start picking up some some steam there, I'll definitely be posting more regularly um, just to announce what the topics are, um, to connect with you guys and hear what you want to hear more about, and all of that kind of good stuff that you can do on the old IG. Um, I still haven't received any email from you guys, so sob story second week in a row about how much I would love to hear from you at the saved podcast at gmail.com um questions comments suggestions topics I have no idea whatever you want to say I'll be there to listen so uh please shoot me a message if you have any spare time so as I was thinking a little bit more about this podcast and, um, you know, who is listening to it and really what would serve them in their walk with Christ, I came to realize that um, for some of us, we may be listening to this and not even necessarily sure where we stand with the Lord. And the good news is that's okay. The good news is, is it's amazing that you're even here wanting to to learn more about that and to hear more. And I really appreciate your um, openness and um, willingness to explore um, the possibility of, of there being something bigger than uh, you that you might not be involved with at this time, but you want to learn more about. Um, so with that being said, I know last week I talked about um, maybe talking about um, the two greatest commandments of loving God and loving our neighbor, but I think I'd like to take it even a step further than that this week and go back all the way to one of the the kind of founding points of the Christian faith, um, something that really um, marks Christianity as different from other world religions, and that's the fact that there is a God and that he loves you. We see in a lot of other world religions um, where there is a God, but um, maybe he's very fickle or maybe he's um, very demanding or temperamental um, or they, because, you know, some religions believe that there are multiple gods um, and that you never really know where you stand with either he or them. 
Um, you never know what grounds you're on. Um, you're always trying to work yourself up to a place that could be good enough for him. And unfortunately, despite all that effort, you might not even know if it's good enough until after you die um, and you find out what happens to your soul. <clears throat> Excuse me. Unfortunately, that's the groundwork for some of the other major world religions. But what makes Christianity so different and so beautiful is that there is a God and that he loves you. So much so that you don't have the ability to please him, or I guess you do have the ability to please him, but you don't have the ability to atone for your shortcomings in your own strength. And I think that that actually is a mark of how much God loves us because he loves us so much that, um, he knows we can't make ourselves right with him. He knows that um, we could never be able to put in enough effort. And instead of letting us just try anyway, he sent his son Jesus to do that work on the cross for us. And now all we have to do is trust in his name um, and trust in the work that he's done. And we can be back in a right relationship with God. And uh, that's an incredible, incredible sign of love um, that isn't provided in many of the other faiths, um, like I've already talked about. So anyway, um, I kind of want to zoom out and talk a little bit about what does it mean that God loves us? Um, because we talk about it all the time, and I just gave the example of Jesus sending his only son to die for our sins. Um, but I think a lot of people hear um, the phrase, God loves you, and they say, I know. And they say one of two things. They say either, I know, I've believed that for a long time, or I know, but it doesn't apply to me. I think those are the two responses um, that that message gets um, from believers and unbelievers alike is, I know I've believed this my whole life, or I know I'm in a solid relationship with Jesus. I know that God loves me, or I know, but I don't believe it's true. Um, so anyway, what does it really mean? Let's talk about what does it mean that God loves us and what kind of love is it? Um, is there anything that we can compare it to? So um, the first kind of instance I want to point to um, in the Bible specifically where it talks about God loving us is in the creation account in Genesis chapter one, specifically um, looking at kind of verse 30 and beyond as God is creating man and woman. And up until this point, as he's been creating um, each part of the world, whether it be the seas or the skies or the birds of the air and all that good stuff, you should go back and read it for yourself. Um, God has said it is good. But after creating man, God says something very special. He says, it is very good. So obviously, God had quite an affection for us um, before um, or excuse me, God had quite an affection for us um, when he created us, is that he created us and saw that we were very good. Um, and I know that seems like one little verse and you might be saying, Kelsey, why? <laughs> How am I supposed to read this one verse and um, believe that God loves me and understand what that means? And to that, I say, that's a great question. Let's talk about another example. Um, another way that God shows his love for us is how he blessed the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. And this is something that I have committed to now um, going back and talking about in an upcoming episode of the podcast is talking about the nation of Israel and their history. Um, because it's very complex. It's very interesting. Um, it really shows us um, 
the meaning or the, I like this word, right? The significance, um, or the illustrations, um, of Jesus coming to die on the cross. It really gives us a a beautiful context for that. Um, So looking at the story of Noah and the great flood and how God spared Noah and his family and the animals um, so that the earth could flourish once again. Looking at Abraham and how he and his wife Sarah had tried so long for a son um, and didn't think it was ever going to happen and tried taking things into their own hands, but instead God appeared to them and said, trust me, I'll provide for you. And sure enough, he provided their son Isaac. Um, And just looking at from Isaac, how Isaac then had his son Jacob and um, how the 12 nations of Israel appeared. Um, And then how they were led into slavery into Egypt for 400 years. But then um, through Moses, God was able to lead them out of that into the Passover and how when they were wandering in the desert, he cared for them, providing manna um, and sustenance. Guys, it is just so rich and um, maybe this is all foreign to you. Maybe this is like the first time you're hearing this and it's just like, whoa. And yeah, even after studying it for years and years, I still look at the history of the Old Testament and the history of the nation of Israel, um, God's chosen people and say, whoa. And uh, I definitely think it's worth some deeper study, even if you have been um, familiar with it with some time or this these names you've never heard of before. Um, just please take some time um, to go back and and to really look at how God shows his love for the people, um, his chosen people in the Old Testament. Next, I think we should talk about specifically um, God sending Jesus to die on the cross for us, um, because I did just kind of go over it in a a brief um, way at the beginning of this podcast. But I think looking at Jesus in a little bit more depth here um, could really serve us a good purpose. So what makes the work of Jesus so incredibly powerful in such an awesome and amazing display of love on God's part is that the reason Jesus had to come is God's own people rebelling against him. So we've been over this before in terms of what that looked like in the past and how that's been passed down to us through our heritage and how we make that decision every single day to stray from Jesus and to try to um, put ourselves on the throne and um, hurt other people, um, do things that hurt ourselves, um, give into things that are less than honorable. While those things do impact other people and do impact ourselves, the first and foremost person that we are offending or we are hurting when we do those things is God um, because he is the one that has given us the definition of right and wrong for our own good and for his glory. And so when we say something nasty to someone else or um, like I said, we give in to something that's less than honorable, it hurts people around us, but that sin most or more um, most importantly is against God. So in the work of Jesus, what makes that so incredible is that God, the person who we have been going against, the person that we have been offending, the person that um, my home church pastor says, the person we've been giving the the high hand to, um, like the ultimate sign of offense of forget you, I can do this by myself, I know what's best, is God. And despite that, he is still the one 
that gives us a way out to get back into relationship with him. He is the one that gives us a way to reconcile for all of that wrongdoing, to give us a way to overcome that shortcoming, to give us a way to pay for that debt that we've racked up with our behavior so that we can be in relationship with him. And not only is he the one that provides a way to do that, but he makes a huge sacrifice in that way. And the reason that's necessary is because with our free choice, with our with our will so that we have a choice to love God, unfortunately, we make those wrong decisions. And those wrong decisions rack up a debt. They rack up a debt to be paid. Um, and this is something that is talked about in the Old Testament, which is why it's such a good reason to read. Um, but just chatting about really what it means and why that's such a big deal that we rack up this debt against God and he is the one that pays off that debt by sending his son Jesus his only perfect son God is the one that makes a sacrifice on our behalf even though we are the ones that have gone against him I think the best way to kind of get to the point of this is because I feel like I'm just talking in a big circle and I hope this is making some sense, but the best illustration I can give is your best friend comes and betrays you, starts um, just gossiping behind your back um, and sharing all of this personal and intimate information that you've shared with them. Not only are they telling it to other people, but they're twisting it in a way that portrays you in a bad light. They're turning other people against you. Um, They're doing things that just break your heart to see because you know that deep down they're not like that. You know that deep down they don't have... um, you know, deep down they, they do love you and they do care for you, but you just see them just going off the rails and betraying you and just doing this kind of stuff that doesn't make any sense to you. And let's say, for example, they steal all your stuff. And instead of going to court and trying to get that stuff back and seeing them serve jail time, instead it would be like you saying, okay, I know you did those wrong things and I know that you deserve this sentencing, but I am going to serve it for you. Even though I'm the innocent one and even though I'm the one that's been wronged against, I'm going to go and sit in jail for you so that you can seek the help that you need to get this turned around. So I don't know if that's an appropriate example. Of course, it's a little bit different because God is perfect and we're... um, fallible human beings (laughs) that are um, really in desperate need of of help. Um, But I just hope that that provides some picture into um, God's love for us and some picture into how much that's displayed in him sending Jesus. Um, Also, uh, another way that we can see that God um, loves us is allowing the um, early church to flourish in the book of Acts, um, just the extreme persecution they were under and the strength that they were granted in the Holy Spirit that they were given to carry forward, um, I think just really points to God's love for us um, and God's love for the church and um, the just the, the vibrancy of the work of the Spirit that you see at that time, um, I think is a, a great example of God's love for us. Um, and then let's see, the final one I want to talk about is that... Um, He gave us the Holy Spirit so that we could experience him. 
Um, God, God, these are all things. These are all examples that I think we take for granted sometimes. God didn't have to do that. God did not have to send his Holy Spirit to us so that we could experience him and be in personal relationship with him. Um, he did not have to send his son Jesus so that we could be re-reconciled to him. He did not have to call out Israel as his chosen people, our ancestors, um, he did not even have to create us and call us very good and make us in his image. Um, but these are things that he electively decided to do, knowing the outcome of them in advance, but that he did anyway so that we could be with him. So let's take a break and just kind of look at where we've come so far. At this point, we've talked about some historical examples of God's love for his people. And a very understandable conclusion is now coming to the point of saying, okay, what does that look like today? Does God still get involved with what's happening on this earth? Does God still act out his love for us? Um, because this is something that I think is very easy to look around and say, I don't see God anywhere. Um, And I know this is something that I believed um, growing up in kind of a more traditional um, worship environment um, where I just kind of looked around and I just said, I don't, I don't, am I just worshiping someone that's up in the sky and doesn't care about what I have to say? Um, Am I just, you know, pointing back to someone that used to be around and very active who's gone into hiding for a while until we clean up our act? Um, And the answer is definitely not. Today, God's love is still very active. His power is still very real. And um, he's doing things in each and every single one of our lives um, to draw us near to him. Um, Scripture Um, points to Jesus talking about how um, those that the father has given him, he will not let go. And the action of holding on to something, I just think of the fact that that requires very real living action. Even the example of someone um, holding on to something that's in their hand that is either trying to wander out by its own strength or is being pulled away by the enemy. The action that Jesus has of holding us in his hand, he couldn't do that if he wasn't very real and very active today. Holding something is an action. Holding isn't something that took place in the past. It's not saying that, um, well, God did hold you or Jesus did hold you in his hand. It's more God is currently holding us in his hand. So let's jump, excuse me, to application because I feel like that is what's really going to bring it home and that, I don't know, I hope this is making some sense. (laughs) So really um, what this all comes down to is that we can't live our lives or we can't be in our relationship with our heavenly father thinking that he's just up there somewhere ready to crack down on us if we're having too much fun. That's not what his love looks like at all. Yes, he does have standards that he's given us and um, his word is just full of um, beautiful examples and calls to um, more godly living um, and standards that are set forth for us for upright living in God's eyes. And those are all for our own 
good. Um, they're all out of God's love for us. And his love is so generous that even when we will fall short of those, and even when we either knowingly or unknowingly choose to walk away from some of those um, standards that he has for us. His love is so generous that he has provided us a way back to him instead of just telling us that we are on our own. And there are four specific groups of people um, that I just want to speak to right now about the importance of this message. Um, These four groups of people are people that... um, probably don't want anything to do with the Lord right now. Um, And I'll just start by saying the first group is probably those that grew up in the church but have left for various reasons, whether that be um, people in the community itself um, not living up to what they said were their own expectations, whether it be the um, church just living in more division or living in the same way um, as the world did and not seeing any difference between the church and the world, Um, whether it be just not enjoying worship (laughs) or just feeling bored or um, feeling like it didn't matter, feeling like it wasn't a choice. Um, If you're in that position today, I want you to know and God wants you to know that he loves you and that unfortunately, As broken people being tasked with bringing God's glory here to this earth, we're going to do that in imperfect ways. And unfortunately, we're going to hurt each other when we do that. And if you are on the receiving end of that, I am so terribly sorry. And um, my heart breaks for you. And I just pray that you're encouraged by the truth that we will not (laughs) reflect God perfectly and we can't count on each other um, to be our only source of spiritual encouragement. Um, We need to be able to rely on our own time in the word and our own relationship with God and our own discernment in him um, so that when those um, kind of difficult situations do come up, we can fall back on him um, and trust in him and know what his true heart is for us. So if you're in that group of people that grew up in the church but left because it didn't make sense or because you couldn't feel God's love or because um, the people just didn't really um, share God's love with you, then I just pray um, that you will press further into the Lord and into his word um, and just open that door of your heart um, to him again and get plugged in um, with a fresh community or um, reconcile with a community that you belong to. Not saying you have to jump in like full force or anything like that, but um, just really taking the time to be vulnerable and get back out there and make valuable connections with each other and with other people um, to really encourage one another in the Lord. Um, A second group of people um, that I think would really um, just be refreshed by hearing this message. And um, I know this because I myself was in this group of people. Um, Sometimes there are people that feel like they're dealing with something or um, they have a stronghold um, that God won't accept. So for example, um, when I first went to school, um, and by school I mean college, when I got to college, um, I just was in a place where I was living for myself and for my own glory and for my own happiness and for um, pleasing other people. And it just got to this point where I felt like if I went to God, he wouldn't accept me or he wouldn't care um, or he just wouldn't be interested. Um, He wouldn't be willing to take me into his arms and he'd tell me to clean up my act before coming to him. And unfortunately, that reasoning couldn't be anything um, more further from the truth. God doesn't tell us to um, 
get away from him until we pull ourselves together. God tells us to rush into his arms so that he can do the healing work himself. Um, even looking at the example of the woman at the well, um, that Jesus went and spoke to, um, in the gospels, it can be found, um, where there was this woman who, um, was living, um, and had multiple husbands and living in sin. And Jesus didn't tell her to go away and to clean up her act. Instead, he was there for her when she repented and when she told the truth. And he said, you are forgiven. Now go tell other people. So anyway, if you're just in that place today, please don't let that lie have a stronghold in your heart, but know that God wants you just as you are. Um, God loves you so, so much, and he wants to do a healing work in your life. He wants to do an encouraging work in your life, and he's the only one that can do it. Um, you're not going to be able to find acceptance or to find healing um, completely in other people. Um, a third group of people that may be um, kind of needing the reminder. I, I mean, we all need the reminder that God loves us, but the third group of people that might especially need this reminder right now is, um, people who are going through loss and are mad or confused at God that he would allow them to go through that. Um, and that's something that just breaks my heart. Um, every single day, each and every one of us just experiences the brokenness of this world. And sometimes we go through periods in our lives where we experience that brokenness more than other periods. And it can be very easy to turn to God and say, why did you allow this? And to say, why is this happening? And not that it takes away from our pain with just a snap of the fingers, but um, in those moments, God's heart is breaking too. And unfortunately, because of the state of the fallen world that we live in and because of um, the sinfulness of man, um, bad things do happen. We experience loss, we experience death, and we experience heartbreak. And God's not sitting on the sidelines saying, yeah, you deserve this. God is waiting for us to run into his open arms and to just experience that loss and experience that emotion and to just rest in him to still experience that pain to still experience that difficulty but to know we're not alone in that and to know that jesus wants us to come to him and not suffer alone and to know that he feels that heartbreak as well um, and he's there holding you tight Finally, the fourth um, kind of group of people um, that I think, <laughs> again, I've been there myself, um, is that, you know, sometimes we need to be reminded that God loves us when we don't think following Christ is cool. And unfortunately, that's the main message in our culture today. Um, it just gosh, guys, it just really like breaks my heart and, um, kind of just wells up this emotion in me of heartbreak of, um, just how we've gotten to a point where, um, if you disagree with someone, not only do you criticize their ideas, but you criticize who they are as a person. And we do this as believers to non-believers and non-believers, believers do the same thing to us as believers. But, um, the difference between the two is that their hearts are darkened, um, by the prince of this earth, the enemy, the devil, um, and not getting to, to see the full picture of who Christ is and what his plan is for this earth. And unfortunately, Christianity just doesn't make sense to to them. And, um, because of that, 
I mean, you can go on social media if you really are looking to be discouraged and just see the nasty things that are said about people that know Christ or see the nasty things that are said in social issue arguments um, about how if Christians really cared about this, then they would do this or X, Y, and Z. I mean, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not like I have to go into a lot of detail about it. Um, It just breaks my heart that that's where we are today. Um, But nonetheless, even though we will face persecution in this life for knowing Christ. And even though people might look down on us and think we're simple minded (laughs) because we believe in God, God loves us and he will see us through that. He will carry us through that. Um, and in the end, when Jesus comes back, um, he will be proven the King and we will be proven his people. Um, so we need to rest in that. And in the meantime, just do as much as we can to make sure that our loved ones are standing there next to us um, when God comes back to call his people home. So anyways, that's where I'm going to leave today's podcast. If you find yourself in one of those four groups of people that I talked about growing up in the church and leaving or um, feeling like you're dealing with something that God won't accept or feeling mad at God over a loss or um, not wanting to come to the Father because it won't be perceived as cool, um, I just really am praying for you today um, that your heart may be filled with the joy and love of Christ and um, the very active and real um, involvement in your heart because ultimately I can talk all day about all the things God has done in the past and all the things that he's doing in the present um, in terms of the miracles that he's working with, the revival being seen over in Asia with um, just the miracles that we're seeing of people coming to know him and him just coming to save us. Um, but that's not going to make a difference unless you have experienced that love personally. Ultimately, that is the number one thing that just brings joy to my heart is experiencing God's love for myself. And like I said, I can talk about it all day, but until you experience that very same emotion for yourself, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. So anyways, that's where I'll leave today. I pray that you have a very blessed Tuesday, um, that you reach out on Instagram or via email to let me know what you'd like to hear about next week um, and know that I am praying for you and that you would truly experience God's love. So be blessed. Thanks for listening to Saved.